Um, I decided to put a time uh, stamp on this, I guess. This is May 22nd. Um, if I were to go to my last post, what was my last post on here? Nine days ago. So I spent nine days kind of trying and failing. I haven't done nothing, but I've, I haven't really been doing much at all. Um, support on my, my diet, some exercise, which helps, it helps. But I was thinking about something. Um, You know, my relationship with time is a bad one. I can't really perceive it. I don't know what it is. But weeks, months, years, days, hours, it's like a blur or a <laughs> dream. You know, I've been very self-conscious ever since I learned about maladaptive daydreaming, about my daydreaming. I'm very aware of it. It's almost like I'm counting. If I were to guess, it'd be dozens of times. Half my day daydreaming, really. You know, but um, but I stop it. I stop it now. I think maybe that's why the number goes up because I stop it. But it's not like it stops. It just keeps coming, like a relentless wave, often ocean shore in a storm. Right, just one wave after another. So it, it doesn't really help that I'm aware of it. But I want to improve my relationship with time. I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can ever be aware of time. You know, there's seven senses, right? People say five. Or you've seen the movie The Sixth Sense, right? The Sixth Sense scene goes. But you really have seven, right? It's touch, smell, what's that? Sight, taste. Touch, Touch, smell, sight, taste. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, the. Uh, what am I not set? <laughs> Hold on. Sight, taste, touch, smell, hearing. There you go. Sound. Yes, that's right. And then it's spatial awareness and time. Or spatial awareness meaning like you feel somebody is like standing right behind you or something like that, right? You, you gotta tell 
how far away you are from something. So, like an athlete has excellent spatial awareness. Those senses are like up in the thousands, if you can quantify it. Um, but a sense of time is one of them. And I don't know. I don't know if I even should say this because it's based on nothing. In in my in my uh, experience, when you think of something based on nothing, uh, it's usually wrong, right? Like if you just if it's off off of a feeling. But I don't know where else to say this, you know. Um, it's kind of like a dream. When time just kind of is meaningless, right? You you swear you had a short dream, it's been eight hours, you swear you had a long dream, but it's been ten minutes. The sense of time and dreams, it, um, it's terrible. It's awful. You know, I swear, sometimes it feels like I've been in a dream for a week. For day, just days. Um, and sometimes it feels like I had a very short dream. But I had a full night's sleep, right? But um, anyways, what am I getting at? So day, daydreaming. So think about it. Or, well not think about it, but um, when I daydream, I think... That sense of time when I'm daydreaming slips away. So if I daydream for like four hours, I don't feel those four hours. At least I don't think so. Kind of like a Cinderella effect, really. Um, where there's like a disease named after, um, not Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty where people sleep for most of the day. They wake up for like two minutes and they go like right back to sleep. They'll eat something, go to the restroom. And you can wake them up, right? You're like, well, why don't they just wake them up? Well, you could if they get very irritable and they just want to go right back to sleep. All they want to do is go back to sleep. You can't really force it. Imagine, imagine you had two hours of sleep in five days, right? Somebody woke you up. You're just going to be like, you leave me alone. Go back to sleep. Um, anyway, so it's, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. And, uh, like, I guess the whole point of it is, you know, what if I, what if I don't have to be here when I'm working? I read this book, uh, David and Goliath, Malcolm by Malcolm Gladwell, a very famous Canadian writer. And uh, he wrote a book you know, about David Goliath. And the, the book talks about how uh, David is a small guy, small dude, um, but he can throw slingshots with the stopping power of a handgun. Because that's all he did. He would practice slingshots while he was a shepherd so that he could beat up on wolves if they ever come near his sheep. He has like his his staff and his slingshot 
But that's no exaggeration. They the they figured out that those slingshots had a, had the stopping power of small handguns, right? Um, these are stones. These are pretty dense. This is pretty dense material. So I, I, I'm sure like whatever they hit felt it. Um, anyways, he Goliath or like this giant soldier was there, and uh, you know David went up to him and. Uh, the soldier was like, yeah, come here. You know, fight me. Get get close. Because he's, he's a big guy. With armor, heavy armor. Very low mobility. And, and a big, heavy sword. And they try to give David armor. They try to, like, here's some armor. It's pretty good. You know. You're probably not going to make it, but... Might as well give you this armor. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I have this. So he goes down there, and he takes out a slingshot. And at that moment in time, it was over. There was nothing Goliath could do. He was dead. He was a dead man. Couldn't move fast enough to get away from the slingshot shot, and uh, gets in the head, right? His head cracks open, dies. <laughs> the, the story... Most people think Goliath had a giant advantage. I mean, if David put on that armor, took on a sword, it's true. He would have died easily. There would have been no competition. But because he didn't play that game, he played to his strength. Uh, really, Goliath wasn't the one who had a one in a million shot. Not the guy shooting at him. Not the guy with the, the handgun aiming it at something that couldn't possibly move fast enough to get away. And it really made me think, well, what strengths do I have? I mean, if time, if my relationship with time is estranged, divorced from reality, really the only thing holding me back from working constantly is this idea that I have to pursue happiness. Or constant happiness. I have to constantly be pursuing luxury and happiness. I guess it's just like some sort of testimonial, I guess. That, um, that I shouldn't think that way. Then what if I'm uncomfortable all the time? You know. Like I, I I think about David and I think about how uncomfortable he must have been shooting his slingshot. 
day in and day out for to, in order to protect his wolves. And how that just didn't fucking bother him. How people back then were simply not bothered by the idea of them spending their time in any way they fucking felt like. I don't know what it is. But time being fleeting feels like sometimes that I have to be happy while I'm here. It just makes me miserable. This pursuit of happiness. I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But it does get to me that I have to kind of apologize to myself for doing something that I should be doing. Maybe I I just have to get it through my head that there's no metric to to measuring someone's life. You know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um maybe I'm fucked. I know it seems cliche, but it feels like I woke up and I, and I was 30. It feels like time is a mystery to me. And that I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And that I never will. It really feels like I have learned nothing. I am just a person who has learned absolutely nothing. I have nothing to show um, for my time. So I'm just not going to worry about it. That's my advice to myself. <laughs> it's not the brightest one, but... I just don't see how... Being nervous about spending my whole my time pursuing what I need to do or being nervous about over emphasizing one thing and then under emphasizing the other while I do neither I'm so nervous about overworking I don't work and I don't play 
So, I don't know. I think I'll end it here. Wish me good luck. Today is uh, May 25th. Um, you know, everything seems like a blur. You know what's interesting? Is that before I learned about maladaptive daydreaming, I thought everyone, everyone had daydreams. That was normal. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to have difficulty reading a book because their mind wanders. And it is precisely because my mind wanders that I intently read books. I pay more attention to them. But I, I don't know what good any of this does. All time is just a blur to me. Um, I've done almost no work. It's interesting. I'll, I'll start studying and then I'll take a break. And the day's end. I'm just not a very... Reliable narrator. Um, I don't know if I'm being moody or emotional or or dramatic, but uh, it's hard to explain how I expect things are and how things should be because I've never I've never lived a life outside of what I know I can't tell you how it feels to stand in a line in a grocery store or something and just sit there just, I mean, stand in line and look around, maybe. I, don't, I wouldn't know what people do. Do they count something? Do they... I, would, I, don't, I can't explain to you what, it, what not a dream, daydream is. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know... what someone does in between doing something and not doing something. Your mind's completely clear. Are people comfortable with boredom? I take offense. I can Maybe it's confidence, I don't know what it is, but I can feel people boring me. And it offends me. Um, I feel attacked.
I I don't think there's like a set of words or beliefs that can change someone. You know what this reminds me of? Oh, when I was growing up, I'm like 30 or something, so this is like back when commercials on TV uh, drew, drove a lot of information. <laughs> you learned a lot of things from commercials, huh? I don't even remember Bifidus Regularis. It was like a yogurt. Bifidus Regularis. I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Sounds so fucking made up. It's to make you regular if you didn't figure that one out. <laughs> Anyways. Um, they would have these commercials about how to lose weight. And you'll, you'll hear anything. This chocolate smoothie will help you lose weight. Or eat this cake help you lose weight. Sit there. Do nothing. And this machine contorts your muscles for you. Strengthening your core and helping you lose weight. And throughout all time, no secret held by anyone, uh, diet and exercise. Did you eat less? Did you eat better? Did you exercise? She said all yes to all these things. You got to lose weight. And um, that's it. You can't eat chocolate bars, you know, until you you lost a hundred pounds. You can't, right? I think about like this one scene from Fargo. I don't know if you've ever seen Fargo. Fargo is an amazing show. And uh, there's a woman having visions. And one of her visions said, you can't do two things at once. Meaning, you can't think about not daydreaming. And not daydream. You can't think about doing work and do work. All exercise, all this, um, all this thinking could be just me trying to delay. I read this book called Essentialism, and they had this idea, it was a really good idea, where, where they were talking about priority. And priority never had, it was never plural. It was like one day somebody made it plural. And it was super weird, right? Because nobody expected it to. Somebody said priority. They changed everything. So you could have two priorities, three priorities. You know, once you have like ten priorities, you don't have any priorities. So the book said you have one priority. 
right? Maybe that's the culprit, is what I'm trying to get at, is that thinking about doing work takes up more time than the work I've been doing. So my goal is not to think about doing work. I, anyone listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't know, I feel like I've let you, let you down. I really wanted to change. I really wanted to take, to take myself out of this to, to say it's possible. All I've been doing is proving the opposite. Thank you for listening. Um, it's uh, 3.55 in the morning. I've just woken up. It's 5.26 a.m. I'm making this log to tell you uh, what works for me or what worked for me, what's working for me. Um, listening to my instincts. There's like a sound, like, like an energy or a, a conscience or something. And I listen to it. My daydreams just slipped away. It's exhausting. It's very exhausting. Because this voice wants me to be very active. Constantly doing something. But I like it. It's not, might not make sense to everyone or work. But for now, it's working for me. Um, I mean, I really don't know how to explain mean by conscience but there's like this feeling that you should do something beyond moral beyond desire it's like um, it's like a 
path. In the grass. Beaten grass. Right? And if you go off that path, it feels wrong. It's harder somehow. Weird. Like you're intentionally ignoring something. As your knees raise and stomp over the tall grass. I don't know, maybe I'm just weird. That's what works for me.